Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the greatest podcast ever to be a podcast. It is... The Brink. And we sound so excited, don't we? Uh, we had last week off. Sorry, I'm sick. Mallory is very sick. And if you can hear a large buzzing noise behind us, we are currently sitting on a boat called Milford Haven as we go up the fjords, essentially. We're at Milford Sound, which is uh, a very pretty part of New Zealand. Uh, how are we going over here, Pacico? Oh, it's great. Everything's great. That's great. Um, we're literally inside a cabin and we can see waterfalls and just mountains cascading with water below them, which are very, very beautiful. Um, I think that it is definitely worth the price of admission, which, let's be honest, we played a lot. <laughs> we paid so much. It's called a work trip, sort of. Well, I guess it's a work trip if work pays for it. Work didn't, but I guess I have to write it for work, but... Anyway, that's uh, slightly confusing. Uh, how have you found it so far? Super great. This is, yeah, I, I like it. You like it? I like it a lot. You like it a lot. Um, yeah, no, it was an interesting drive up here. We were meant to leave at 7. We left at 7.30, but we stopped a few places and got here. And, uh, I mean, it's meant to be a three and a half hour. We almost made it on time. We did, yes. Um, and we've got a person talking over the top of us. Um, there's a waterfall to the left of us, apparently. I might go have a look. I'm not sure. Anyway, we're excited to be back for the brink, and we've got plenty to come for this episode, so be excited, Jess. Now, a couple of weeks ago in our last episode, we mentioned that we were running out of our flashbacks and our forget-the-lyrics, and we actually ran out of them, so we have none left to play for you. So you're probably wondering, well, what are you going to do in the segment, which you usually have right now, which kind of flashes back? We're still going to bring you a flashback of sorts. We used to run a very interesting radio soap opera. It was called Days of Our Pies. Now, we ran this for about three seasons, and it involved myself, Josh, and Anthony in the third season very much overacting and being quite terrible. So, you know we're going to play it for you, and over the coming weeks, we're going to play all the episodes that ever existed of Days of Our Pies. So, where do we start with this, of course? You've got to start at episode one from season one. So, without further ado, I present to you the premiere episode of Days of Our Pies, back all the way from the year that was 2008. Enjoy. Like pastry in the oven, these are the days of our pies. I'm Lisa Jones, and these are the days of our pies. It was a quiet winter's day in Ramsey Bay. The birds were singing, the children were playing, and the people were slowly getting into their daily rituals. Just before 12pm, a car pulls up outside the general store, which is owned by local resident of 15 years, George Pyman, and his wife of 12 years, Jennifer Pyman. Ah, Jennifer! Why must the world be such a dangerous place? Why must the bonds go off killing innocent people? Why must our leaders go to war with one another? And why, oh why, must our children grow up in a world full of such anger and hate? George, look, a guy's pulled outside our shop with what looks like an outer tunnel. And they're coming inside, George. Let's make sure we show them why Ramsey Bay has the best customer service this side of the country. Just then, an attractive blonde lady walks in. Well, hello there. My name is Lisa Muffin, and I have just arrived in the United States of America to your wonderful small town. 
Welcome to Ramsey Bay, Lisa. I'm Jennifer, and this is my gorgeous husband, George. Pleasure to meet you both. I was wondering if I could trouble both you kind folk for a glass of water. It has been a long drive, and I'm parched and could really use a nice glass of water. Don't worry. I'll get that for you. Why, thank you, handsome man. My, my, this is certainly some dandy tasting water. I think you'll find our water is the cleanest in the world. The door opens again. It is the town's resident police officer, a man who has had a crush on Jennifer for ten years since he let her go for another woman, Frank Cakeman. Good day, fellow citizens. No crimes have been committed today, I see. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. No, sir, Frank. Unless you call having a beautiful new lady arriving out of town a crime. Is that who that no- new nice sports car belongs to outside? Where would one see this beautiful lady? Why, right here, officer. My lord, you are beautiful. How about you and I go grab some lunch? That sounds like a mighty fine idea. All of a sudden, several gunshots are heard. It sounds like someone has been shot. Quickly, Edson! Now, now, citizens, allow me, your extremely attractive and brave policeman, to check out the danger that lurks in the world outside beneath. Ah, my God! It's Billy Muslibar and his illegitimate father, Roy Bolasirio. They have been shot. Who shot little Billy and his illegitimate father, Roy? Who is Lisa and why is she in Ramsey Bay? And will Frank declare his true love for his once girlfriend, Jennifer? Find out next time on Days of Our Pies. I don't usually come back after this segment. I usually just let it flow into the next segment. But I just thought I would say that was very interesting, as I'm sure you can uh, hear from what you just heard. So, um, you know, we're going to keep playing that each week and um, you're no doubt going to be continue to be quite intrigued about why on earth you're listening to what you're listening to. Alrighty, it's that part of the show where we answer some questions because they're exciting to do that and because we had the week off, it's been a week away from these. We're really uh, forging our way through these. We're into the final hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, our emergency questions are from Mr. Richard Herring. And uh, are you sad that we're in the final 100? Not even a little. Really? I'm so excited for it to be done. Wow. Jeez. Not the first time a girl's ever said that to me. But anyway, I've used that joke twice in the space of 30 seconds. One off air, one on air. Hilarious. Do you want to burp again on air? No. Professional. We were on a boat earlier, and now we're just sitting here burping and. Yeah. Uh, 400. No, we've asked it. 401. Do you believe in life after love? Because if not, there is something badly wrong with you, and you should see a brain doctor. That's um a, a sure line. Do you believe in life after love? Yes. Wow, that no. hurts my feelings. No. Yes. No. The correct answer is yes. I guess. Uh, question 402. Have you ever met a shepherd? I don't think so. I I think I had a Mr. Shepherd in high school, perhaps, maybe. I mean, I've been to a farm and done a story. I'm, I don't know if you call him a shepherd or a, what's a cow version of that? A mooshep? A mooped? Uh, a cowpid? Cowboy? Cow, a cowboy. Okay, yes. No. <laughs> 403. A it, rancher. A rancher is a person who does cows. Does cows? Yep. Like, do they use protection? I hope so. Otherwise, you get little baby human cowlets. Yes. What would that look like? Do you think the human part would be the top bit or the bottom bit? Like, would it be a human head on a cow body or would it be a cow head on a human body? I don't think that that would how be how reproducing with another species would work. Why not? 
because I don't think that's how it would work. So you can just like do a cow and just and it would like morph. Like all everything would like morph. That would be a freaky cow. Um four oh three. If you could be shrunk down and somehow be able to go on a fantastic voyage in your own body, why no. accept the first part and why not no. the second? What part of your internal body would you go to explore? No. I would and this reminds me that the greatest episode of Rugrats ever was an episode where they were able to shrink, and I think they went in Chucky's body, I want to say. Great episode. Um, it's literally um, the school bus. Magic school bus. Yeah, that's all Magic School Bus was. What a great show. I'm glad you know that show. Uh, I would. I think that would be fun. Like, I don't know. I would go, like, I'd look at my heart or my lungs or something like that. Like, nothing gross, like your digestive systems or anything like that. Your brain, maybe. See if I've got one that's working. Perhaps I don't know. There's only one way out, though. So you're going to be coming out your bum or your weeb hole. So yeah, um, she's giving me a weird look. Um, all right, four oh four. How late are you prepared to stay up to get lucky? Now I can answer this one. Not very. <laughs> Not like two a.m. No. Three a.m. No. I think you're lying to me. Um, all night. Sure. Yeah. Um. I'm up. That's a Daft Punk thrill. I'm up all night to get lucky. I'm up all night to get. I think that's funny. Four oh five. How can you be sure of anything? Don't ask this question. You can't. I can't be. I'm a Colton supporter. Ha ha ha. Yeah. No. Like legitimately, you can be sure of uh, death and taxes. That's pretty much. I think the saying isn't it? Death, taxes, and Colton sucking. <laughs> Right? Yep. Yep, move on. And the Canuck sucking. Uh, 406. To be or not to be? To be. Not to be. It just reminds you of um, uh, Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. To be or not to be? Not to be. And he shoots someone. You got to see it. 407. Who is your favorite Julian? I can't think of any. Julian McMahon. He's uh, Christian Troy and Nip Tuck. Or my friend Julian, because I like Julian. He's a nice guy. He's a flight attendant for Qantas. Tip your flight attendants, kids. 408, what is your favorite memory of Stuart McConey remembering something? I don't know who that is. Me neither. Let's move on to 409. Have you ever seen a starling? I have. Is that like a little baby bird? Oh, a sterling is a bird. Oh, starling. Oh, is that like a star that's a baby? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All right. 410. What children's toy or accessory do you wish they had in adult size? Like those superhero costumes that, like, you see all, like, kids. Like, it's like, oh, get your kid a Batman cape. Like, I want a Batman cape. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. That's your answer for everything this week. I'm sorry. You're a bit boring. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) (laughs) I feel pressure. I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought it. <laughs> Great answer. For 11, would you rather be able to turn your head like an owl or have a neck that telescopes up to the length of a giraffe neck but can go back down to normal neck, normal neck length at will? Giraffe neck. I agree. That would be, be awesome. Like you could just be like, like in the movies the other week when I had that dickhead in front of me, I could have just gone and like there was someone behind me, so... 
Yeah. And you can freak the shit out of people. Like, you could be in the bathroom stall, like, dropping a juice, and all of a sudden you, like, put your head up and go, hello, and then put your head back down. You're, yeah, sure. Four oh four twelve. What was the biggest lie your parents ever told you? Oh, I don't know. Santa? Sure. Um... My mum used to always, like, I would walk in and she'd be chewing something. And I'm like, what are you eating? And she would always say frog's legs. Like, that was just her answer. And I would believe her. I would always look in the cupboard for, like, a packet of frog's legs. Oh, oh, and the the whole um, don't make that face because um, it will stay that way if the wind changes. Mm. And I used to get freaked the shit out of that. Like, I legitimately thought my face would, like, stay that way. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I know if the wind changes? Like, what the fuck? Did they ever tell you that one? They did. Not the frog's legs, though. No, the, that, that was funny. We, we got, like, the what's for dinner frog's legs, but not often enough to, like, be as memorable. I still never get... It's not really a lie, but that one saying my mum used to always say, when you say, like, she, she's the cat's mother. See, I'd never heard of that until the other week. And then also the one that my dad would say... Did we talk about this recently? I feel like we talked about this recently. Yeah, because she's the cat's mother was on there. But it was, um... I would say to dad, like, you're an idiot. And then he would go, and then some. Yeah, I never yeah. got that either. Yeah. Um, what is the most expensive thing you have ever lost? Uh, well, I got pickpocketed in Mexico. I got a phone. I guess I lost that. So, yeah. I have no idea. I don't feel like I've, like, lost anything significant. Because I'm still here. Aww. Um... 414, would you rather be in right said... <laughs> would you rather be in right said Fred or ZZ Top? Now, right said Fred is, uh, I'm too sexy for my hat. Too sexy for... I'd rather be in right said Fred. That guy looks like he has funny tours of the world singing one bloody song, and my beard's not long enough to be in ZZ Top. So, right said Fred all the way. ZZ Top have long beards. I, I'm going to choose the same one that you did because I can't grow a beard. Well, you could. But it would be itchy. It would be. You get used to it after a while. Uh, 4.15. What part of you goes the reddest? My face? Um, no. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd go with that too, maybe. Yeah. Uh, 4.16. Who is your favorite plant ag- plant agonet? If you don't know what that is, you're allowed to say your favorite plant or planet. But you'll look stupid, especially if you can't think of one. Um, I've always liked Saturn. Pluto. It's not a planet. It's not a planet. I've always liked Uranus. Ah, <laughs> oh, someone had to say it. 417. What do you imagine it's like being Stephen Fry? I imagine it's great. Who's Stephen Fry? He's a British comedian, actor, author. He's a, he's a, I, I like Stephen Fry. His last name is Fry. His, his life must be good. Um, I think it'd be pretty good. I think he seems like a very nice man. He's a very intelligent man, and he's got a lot of talent. So, I think it would be quite good being Stephen Fry. 418. If you had to drink the entire contents of a well-stocked sperm bank or be placed in a coma for 10 years where everyone thinks you're not conscious, but you can actually hear and feel everything, if you had to, which option would you take? Coma. I'd be bored. Um, Sperm bank. Just... You know, I guess after a while you'd get used to it. No. No, I just I couldn't do the coma for 10 years. What a waste of life. 10 years, nothing. Like, for nothing. You're not achieving anything out of it. No, no. 
Um, 419. Have you ever made an actual life decision based on numerology or astrology or any of the bullshit ologies? How did it turn out? No. I... I don't know about a life decision, but I've definitely read my star sign and gone, fuck, like, wow. Or read it after the events of something that happened in the day and gone, holy crap, that's correct. So I wouldn't say a life decision, though. Uh, final question of the day. What is the strangest thing that has ever happened to you or that you've seen in a post office? I haven't been in enough posts off- post offices. I'd say the strangest thing that's ever happened to me or seen in a post office is uh, postal workers doing their job correctly. <laughs> Fair. Delivering mail properly. Fair. Not charging bullshit charges. Anyway. All right. That's questions for today. We'll have some more for you next week. As I mentioned earlier, of course, in this episode, we've run out of flashbacks. We've run out of old. Forget the lyrics. We're hoping to bring some new ones for you at some point in the not-too-distant future. And we've got a sort of a free segment here, which we're just going to kind of let floating around. What that will be from week to week will depend on what is happening. A couple of weeks ago, I heard the very sad news that a, a friend of mine from high school sadly passed away. His name was Ben Clark. And we actually had a bit of history with Ben Clark sort of through this show in one aspect or another. Many people who know the history of the Brink know that we were born from Elizabeth College Schoolies Hour way back in 2004 on Edge Radio. That, of course, developed into what was called Jab Schoolies Hour, and then that merged into the Brink. And back in the days of EC Schoolies Hour, when essentially the journalism class centre at Elizabeth College were given a weekly slot on Edge Radio, we would form groups of three and have a three-week run of radio shows where basically each of us got a turn in the hosting chair and you kind of alternated around the studio. And one of the weeks in which I wasn't in that designated group, I was asked to fill in for a couple of the guys who had had not been able to make it that week. And on that episode, I just happened to be in that studio with the one and only Mr. Ben Clark. So I thought I would pay a bit of tribute to Ben by playing this very long-ago tape of uh, my time, back when I first started on radio, uh, just as a bit of a tribute to Ben. And you can probably tell that uh, the quality, A, is not fantastic, and B, neither is the quality of the radio. (laughs) But, um, you know... Bear with us. Uh, this is the late, great Ben Clark back in 2004 appearing on EC Schoolies. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good afternoon, Hobart. You're tuned into the Schoolies Hour here with Elizabeth College, and we were just chilling away to an open letter to New York City by the Beastie Boys. And before that, we had Tender Feelings by Tim Burr. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And they're a Tassie band, so it's good to hear from them. Well, my name is Ben here for the Schoolies Hour. I'm filling in for Krause and Stephen, who are not here today. Obviously, that's why I'm here. And joining me today is another Ben, the more attractive Ben, I must have to admit. Ben, how are you today? Good, thanks, Ben. And speaking of attractive, we have the ever-beautiful and radiant Lucy joining us today. She's our special guest. How are you today, Lucy? I'm good, thanks, Ben. Now that I've seen Ricky Ponting in today's paper. Yes, Ricky Ponting. Well, we can discuss... Your love affair with the captain of Australian cricket later on today? Yes, we can. But first, we're going to go to another song. Here is Volcano by Damien Rice O. But we're going to hear from us. I apologise. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) Bit of a mistake there. We're actually going to listen to Everyone Gets Crushed by Super Chunk. So let's listen to this first. 
Do not need me. Welcome back to Edge FM 99.3. You were just listening to Volcano by Damien Rice O. Got it right this time. And before that was Everyone Gets Crushed by Superchunk. This is the EC Schoolies Hour here on this Friday afternoon, just past quarter past four. And if you would like to get in contact with us, uh, we have a text number, and that number is 0427-EDGE-FM. And for the rest of us, it's 0427-334-336. And we'd love to hear from you. So just anything on your mind? Give us a SMS. Well, send us an SMS. We're going to chat now to Lucy, who was in the Elizabeth College production, which finished off last weekend. Uh, the production was called Back to the 80s, and as it, the title suggests, it was about a school in the 80s. We'll talk to Lucy a bit more about that in a second. Ran for from Tuesday to Saturday last week, and it was enjoyed by all. And Lucy... Congratulations, I saw it. It was a good play. So tell us a bit about your role in the play. My role? Well, I was in the chorus. I was about 50 members in the chorus. Um, we were just in the main songs. It was a musical. There was about 26 different songs. Hits from the 80s. Yes, lots of them there were. Now, obviously being 50 of you in the chorus obviously a bit hard to notice you but I personally know you Lucy so don't worry with your big hairstyles thanks Ben it was great there's lots of ugly hairstyles and oh, I clothes. wouldn't say they were ugly don't know the 80s the clothes back then well what can you say about them they were nice yeah they would have suited you Ben yeah well I still wear lots of clothes in the 80s because oh, yeah. you know I'm a child of the 80s what else can I say now there was what over 70 people in this performance Yes, that's right. Everybody who wanted to be in it could be in it, which is great. So even Joe Blow walking down the street, if he wanted to be in it? Or? Oh, you have to go to the school, obviously, and choose the subject, but nobody's knocked back. And what, so su- that's great. what subject was it in? Um, musical theatre. It runs for half the year. Okay. And with that, obviously, you do, is the production all you work on throughout the six months yep, that you're in? Yeah, that's right. We worked on it from the, start of the, from the beginning of school, which was about... February 12th up until last week. And so now it's over for the year? Yep, we get the line off, which is great. Okay. Um, out of all the performances, obviously different audiences each night, was there a particular night that stood out in your mind from working on the performance? Um, not really. All of the audiences were really receptive. And, um, yeah, they were just all really great. They all clapped and cheered, which was great because we fed off them and... Yep. Obviously lots of uh, friends being made from this. Absolutely, definitely. Everyone was just so comfortable with each other by the end. Everyone was just friends and it was just great fun. Yeah, okay. Well, Lucy, we're going to go to a song in a sec, so we're going to talk to you a bit more afterwards. Okay. But before right. we do, I just want to quickly update you on something, mentioning before how your love affair for Ricky Ponting. Yes. Just got uh, some news in about the current score on the cricket. After 70 overs, 2 for 290, and unfortunately your husband, oh. I'm sorry, boyfriend, is out. You're kidding. And I, I don't know what he got. Oh, so. I'll have to have words with him. Yes. So. I'll call him tonight. Good. Okay. Now oh, we, we're going to throw to another song here. He is Treat Me Like That. So you probably say to Ricky Ponting every now and then. <laughs> by, I can't pronounce, probably Proprietary Limited. So let's listen to this. 
Welcome back to Edge FM here with Elizabeth College, the schoolies hour. That was the Buff Medways by Pink 14. Before that, we had Treat Me Like That by Proprietary Limited. I've got it out there. Now, before we go back to Lucy, quick reminder of the text number 0427 334 if you'd like to get in contact with us. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, any questions for Lucy, any questions for us, just anything. We don't care, but don't make it rude because I'll get upset. Okay, now, Lucy, we continuing on with our discussion about the Elizabeth College production, which finished last weekend, back to the 80s. Now, tell us a bit about the play. What was the story about? Um, well, it was set in an American high school in the 1980s, and um, the cast was sort of split into sort of three groups. We had the nerd group. Um, who, you know, loves maths and things like that. Like you, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no offence, sorry. Keep going, yes. Um, yeah, they, their colours were yellow. They had sort of the yellow long skirts and white cardigan things. And then there was the pink girls. There was the cheerleaders. Yes, I know them. I'm sure you Quite did. a lot, yes. And there was the cool guys. And there was the punks. Yes. And basically it's just about... Oh, it's sort of one person from each of those groups as a main character and just stories about them um, it follows the senior year begins off with uh, the uh, um, elections for president and it's just about a girl and a guy they were together and then she was sorry, she was with the um, so the she's in the musical theatre production thing because she can sing and a great voice. Yes, and it's obviously helping in a musical being able to sing and act, which you can do both. Multi-talented girl. Okay, well, we're going to go to another song, and we're going to come back and wrap things up very shortly here. We're going to now listen to She Rises by Matt Charles. So I hope you enjoy it here on Edge FM. Welcome back to Edge FM here, 99.3 on your Friday afternoon. The school is out with Elizabeth College. That was a very interesting song by Pornland. Yes, Pornland, the licking song, and the announcers of this radio show did not agree with the lyrics of that song. And um, before that, we had Funk, F-U-N-K, Is Everything by Resin Dogs, and She Rises by Matt Charles. Okay, after that very fun song, we're going to wrap things up by talking a bit about the weekend's football ahead. Here with Ben and Lucy. <laughs> now, we'll just basically read the games out and we'll have a bit of a discussion about it. Is that okay, guys? And yep. yep, sure, it's fine. Perfect. I love my footy. Yes, footy. It's, so nice. it's a game of champions. Okay, Collingwood versus Geelong at the Telfordshire. Go. Oh, I'd have to say Geelong for that. Uh, Gary Ablett Jr. Yes. I disagree with you, Lucy. I reckon Collingwood will win. Just getting back in a bit of form. Well, I, I'm going to go with Lucy. I'm sorry, Geelong. A bit of a so soft spot for the putty taps. And I think they'll win Collingwood. Well, I'm not going to comment about them. Hawthorne West Coast up at Lonnie. That's Launceston, York Park. Uh, I'd have to say West Coast. going to disagree with you again, Lucy. I'm going Hawthorne. Once again, I'm going with Lucy West Coast. Hawthorne on bottom of the ladder. Playing really, really bad this year. It's a fair way to travel for West Coast, though. Yeah, but it's Launceston. So. And Hawthorne, they don't... They're bottom of the ladder. They yeah. play well with York Park. Crawford's not there. Yeah, Crawford. They beat Fremantle there. Yeah, don't knock Fremantle there. Okay. Richmond Essendon at the MCG. Tides versus the Bombers. Tides not travelling too well this year. 
Uh, Richmond, absolutely. Uh, Nathan Brown and um, teamed with Matthew Richardson. I think they're a great couple. And <laughs> couple, Lucy, what are your fantasies going on there? Um, Essendon, James has 200th. Yeah, I'm going to go with Essendon because I just think uh, the Bombers playing a bit better than the Toys. Mm, well. What? What's my name? <laughs> well, you win. <laughs> okay, Fremantle versus the Kangas up at in West West Coast, Subiaco. Ben? Fremantle. Fremantle. <laughs> Is that it? Okay, Lucy? Yeah, absolutely Fremantle on the West Coast. You yes. can't doubt them there. Yes, the coast is on the west. I'm definitely going for the Dockers, second favourite team. Go the Do- Dockers. <laughs> Sydney versus Adelaide at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Olympic Stadium. Uh, not the Olympic Stadium, the Olympic City. Can't say anything straight today. Lucy? That's a tough one. Uh, I'd have to go with uh, Sydney. Yep, look, Sydney. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide, I'm going to have Sydney. They knocked us over last weekend, damn swans. Brisbane versus the Bulldogs in, at the, the Gabba. The Gabba. Do you really need to ask? Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, the Bulldogs knocked over the Saints when they looked like they were undefeatable, so... No, yeah, Brisbane. Alistair Lynch is just fantastic Tasmanian. Yep. Yes, well, I'm going for the, the Bears. The Lions. <laughs> Sorry, Fitzroy. He can also play football really well. Good, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we've got a bit of a conflict of interest for this next game, Port Adelaide Carlton, me being a Carlton supporter, Ben being a power supporter, and Lucy being a Carlton supporter as well. Absolutely. Matthew Lappin uh, and Cooter. Cooter's a legend. Cooter's a legend. I've met him actually, put his arm around me. Yes. Matthew Lappin, uh, five goals for him. Absolutely, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, Maddie Lappin just is Lucy's second boyfriend after Ricky Ponting. Um, ben, what do you think? I think Port Adelaide by about 10 goals. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether to go with my head or my Ten heart. Goals. Head or my heart, but I'm going to go Port Adelaide. I'm sorry, my father, if he's listening. Final game, Melbourne St Kilda at the MCG. Lucy. Uh, St Kilda, absolutely. They're right up there at the top of the ladder. No Gary Melbourne. I'm going to go for Melbourne as well. I think the Saints have lost their edge this season right. and the Demons are playing very well. Well, we'll see about that then, won't we? We will. Well, we're out of time, I'm very sad to say here. There's school's hour. Uh, it's coming up to 5 o'clock. After 5 o'clock, listening to Lionel with Halfback Flankers. We've enjoyed your company this afternoon. Lucy, thanks very much for coming in today. Thanks for letting me come in, Ben. That's perfectly fine. And Ben? It's been a pleasure. It certainly has. Uh, this is Ben for Elizabeth College Schoolies Hour signing off. And you'll be here next week with three new people. So enjoy listening to them and farewell from us. Here is Legion of Boom by The Crystal Method. Time to close it out for this episode, which has been interesting. We started on a boat. We're ending on a chair. Um, how's it hanging? We're done. I can go to bed now. Yay! I didn't know to you that we're about to record a 10-hour anthology series on the history of Summer Crawl 2017. It's Mallory's shirt, by the way. Incorrect. We're not doing that. I'm going to bed. Um, just quickly... Uh, if you had to recommend Aladdin or Detective Pikachu, what would you recommend? Pikachu. And are you looking forward to seeing Rocket Man and Godzilla? I'm not seeing Godzilla. That is the answer that I thought you would give. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the other channels, and um, get excited because we're about to hit the month of June, and you know what that means? It's another month, and it's winter, which is great. So 
Um, yes, I don't know. What are you doing right now? My ear is, like, all plugged. That's unfortunate. Um, but thank you for tuning in. I said that already. Mallory, thank you for being here. Thanks, Ben. And until next week, keep sucking those... Oranges, Hobercargo. And... Good night. Uh!